everybody, and welcome to another week of board shenanigans. As always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer, a man who has trouble walking due to a severe case of shit weasel stuck up his fucksicle. And I'm here with, with a man that has all the problems of every character in The Wizard of Oz. He's a charlatan lost from home, afraid of getting clean, rusty, can't even accomplish his reason for existing, needs a brain, courage, a heart, and makes bad choices involving footwear. That man is Cody James. Well, I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. <laughs> I think that's one of your bad choices in footwear. <laughs> no one nobody tells me what shoes to wear, not nobody, not know how. Exactly. I was trying to work in somehow, like, to call you a furry, but but I couldn't. And I didn't know- If I were king of the forest, I would have found a way. Yeah. I, and, and also, I was trying to try to do some sort of bit about, like, the, the munchkins being, like, oppressed by, um, the, you know, the, 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 the bourgeoisie in, in the Emerald City. Um, but also couldn't figure out how to get that into an insult. That's just more of a state of, statement of fact, I think. Well, I mean, let's look at this, for instance. Because I, I hear you're thinking, you've thought about this before, Brewer, and like, yes, I have. I, I think it's a lot like, you know, well, maybe like the, 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 the situation in China. You know, you have these big grand cities, you know, with big metroplexes, but then you like, you know, just go a little ways out of them. And not only like stuck in like rural area, you're stuck in like third world country. So I, I, I kind of always assumed that that's why, you know, that's what's up with the munchkins is they're like being oppressed by, by the, the, the Emridians, um, or whatever they would, be, whatever a, a citizen of the, of the Emerald City would be called. Well, that would make sense if they, if they were under the multicolored iron hand of the wizard because go, go, going with this theory uh, why the hell would their architecture be so ridiculously you know ornate whenever honestly all they want to do is build a simple house and farm a simple crop in order in order to slowly build build up sustenance for themselves so I think they are actually being under the thumb of a horrible dictatorship and you know what I, furthermore that probably raises the fact that Dorothy is the bad guy in all this for ki for killing for killing the, w the witch because obviously like the witch alliance like was bound for freedom and was going to promote promote democracy and she and she single-handedly like dropped a house on it yeah I mean because kill yeah because if you look at it I mean that's the reason why they're farming and that's the reason why they're in guilds and leagues it's because it's it's them fearfully trying to gain some sort of control over what they have not they don't want to be farming I mean you don't see anybody you know, any of the emridians because that's the name I'm gonna go with now um, <laughs> um because you don't propose a better one, you know. You don't see any of them like working or doing anything. You know what do they do? They, you know, they they laugh their cares away in the merry old land of Oz. <laughs> I, you know, they they just seem to have you know a grand old time and fun in their city. They don't seem to do anything else. And obviously, I mean, there, there's some sort of you know you know code or or thing in order to even get just get in the city. I mean, no one sees the wizard. Not no way. Not no how. You know. You have to be part of their, you know, their select few of whatever their characteristics are. You have to be a member of the inner party um, in order to even get in there. And then, yeah, I mean, you, you, you look, in, in order to even, you know, get what they want, he, he literally sends them out, in, you know, to, to, to do an assassination. You know, whether whether that's what his intention was or not, that's what, what happened. Well, let me rephrase it. What, whether that's what they thought his intention was or not, that's what ended up happening. There's been a long history of government sending off their, you know, unwitting spies in order to do something that they that, that they were unknown of. I mean, it goes back to, you know, to well, the heart of espionage. You get someone like, hey, can you deliver this letter? You know, can you, can you deliver these packages over here? Packages end up actually containing, you know, uh, d d biological agents. 
Well, I mean, they come out right out and say it as far as spells go, because, I mean, there's Gl there's Glinda the Good Witch, the Good Witch, who guides Dorothy on her way. Does she really? No, I think I think she's there as per as purposeful psyop campaign, but by, by the by the Imridians to fur to further their own cause. She she is the mouthpiece. Uh, of of the wizard until the wizard is revealed. Yeah, and I mean, do we really even know that she exists in the first place? I mean, ah, ah, so she could she could be a, a hallucination by some type of drugs given, which hell would make a lot more sense well, in this world. Like, Drew Th Dorothy's on some experimental thought controlling drugs. That's why she see we're seeing the world through her eyes and how fucked up it is. Well, no, I was actually going more because like you know, to the best of my knowledge, you never actually see her physically interact with anything, right? It's all you know through like you know spells and as she's floating around, right? I mean, she could just be a, an, an elaborate you know you know propaganda device, you know their version of TV. Well, see, I think I think the biggest piece of propaganda in this movie comes, uh, it comes at the very end, and for, it's it's not. I know that it's been greatly diagrammed the the things that the wizard get, you know gives the Tin Man and all like he gives them things that mean nothing. If like it's just it's just pure Pomp face value. Yeah, exactly. It's it's absolutely absolutely solves anything. But the real propaganda that comes from it is at the very end, whenever Glinda's like, "Well, Dorothy, have you learned anything?" And then Dorothy spouts off that whole like. If you look into your heart, you'll go further than your own back part. Your, your, your home back, your own backyard, because there really is no place like home. Which is blatant propaganda, trying to keep, trying to keep people oppressed like like the Munchkins to not look past their own whims and to just participate in what the Imperians want for them. To do what the party says and keep your head down. Yeah, I mean, if you also look, you know, what was what was surrounding, you know, the 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 area of the Emerald City, a drug field. A field of drugs, right? Right. And now you're thinking, like, this doesn't line up with this part, right? You're like, well, you know, because what was it, you know, the, the, this mouthpiece of, of, of the Emeridians, you know, Glinda, you know, c you know, destroys it with snow, right? Well, so, so, who's, so whose drugs were they, do you think? Do you think they were part of the Emerald City and it was just, you know, casualties to get, you know, to get their, their, their main, you know, enemy out of the way? That, like, they had to, you know, lose a cro one of their crops? Were, were these drugs being used, you know, to keep to keep the Munchkins in line, um, or were maybe maybe even you know maybe even the so-called you know good guys in this film really aren't either? Maybe the Munchkins were using drug money to you know spur a rebellion, or maybe it was you know the the, the wicked witch who was using these drugs to to hire an army or you know oppress. And you know, if you think about it, what what could Munchkins represent? Well, they're small people, right? What what else is a small person? Children. Children are small people, Cody. If you were unaware. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was so confused because, like, ah, that big tall man over there, that's obviously a child. Nope, no, thanks for clearing that one up. Yes, so one could be saying that maybe these, mun these it, it represents maybe children getting drugs? I don't know. I don't know. We, we may need to, we may look, need to look a little bit more into the into the in the into the field of drugs. Now, I, I know I know what what everybody at home's thinking with any real familiarity with the with the Wizard of Oz. I know what you're thinking is like you're flapping your mouth, you clinking clattering cl clattering collection of collegious junk you. Well, yes, we do realize that the actual books were written with purely masked political intent that took that took on issues of that era. It's just and so much of it was changed in the movie adaptation that it became extremely garbled and it really doesn't matter. Yeah. We realize this. Or or <laughs> what was its true intention finally being shown? What are we actually getting a glimmer into a world that 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 that's real existence is is only just hidden from us? 
and the movies are are just showing what what you know as we all know books have been known to do you know be controlled for for you know public you know consumption to to sway the minds of people Whereas a, a movie would never go f- as far as to doing something like that, because a movie is done purely by the market's demand. I mean, I could think of one book that's you know gone through and controlled the, controlled you know the the fate of humanity and and, and oppressed it for you know centuries. Moby Dick. <laughs> I really wondered where we were going with this. I'm not sure which way we were going. Funny, or if we were going to be sincere for a minute, I was curious. Well, that that pause there allows it to, t- to do both. I I say that I leave a nice pause and put a good beat in there. People think to themselves what book that could be. Whether he's like, oh God, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? Is he talking about you know the Mind Kampf? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> the Bhagavad Gita? Ooh. <laughs> what could it be? The Quran? No, Moby Ooh, Dick. The Origin of the Species? <laughs> what what is it? <laughs> Harry Potter? <laughs> Yeah, that, and Twilight. Then, and then I throw out, out something that I, I don't even know if you could possibly can construe it into into some sort of political. St- I don't know. I, I, oh, it's, well, maybe. It's, well, it's, maybe it's like you know, big political commentary is you know, well, you know, with thou cursed whale from the depths of hell, I stab at thee. You know, with my very last breath, I, 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 I spit at thee. I mean, if, if 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 my chest was a cannon, I would fire my heart upon you. Realistically, I'm yeah. only doing lines that Khan said, because that's the only quotes I actually know from Moby Dick. Other than, I guess, you could call me Ishmael. Um, so, realistically, my knowledge of Moby Dick is, is, all, is, this, is all knowledge from Star Trek. Uh, well, see, the, I'm trying to think. I know there's that, like, uh, and everybody knows that the meditation in the water wetted forever. There's that one. That's the other real famous one I know mm. off the top of Then there's that big, long sermon where he's like, uh, shipmates, lessons, and God brewed him in the gale, and that one that I don't I, I don't know off the top of my head at all but like that I'm aware of at least but I'm sure it's the it's the internet and I'm sure that someone has found a or it's the internet age I'm sure someone has found a way to construe Moby Dick into some evil thing that you know it's obviously the you know well I was oh, gonna go with, with, the, with what are whales they're large lumbering beasts you know they're they're giant fat creatures of the sea right and, and what is what is a ship captain well he's a man who who writes who writes a vessel and, and keeps it on course in, in perspective who is consumed with the with the the, the lust after obtaining a, such a large and and and, and grotund creature of of, uh, of, of of which lives in water which is you know the very breath of humanity well it's so, so obvious now it's about the demise of chair rails in house decorations obviously oh, okay. because you never see chair rails in houses and kitchens anymore and it's Moby Dick, Moby Dick directly is the cause of that because prior to Moby Dick being written every every dining room had a nice chair rail that went across that went across the area hell I bet you there's listeners right now that don't even know where the chair rail is thanks thanks to the contempt of Herman Herman Merrillville and his and him writing Moby Dick a chair rail kids is a trim piece of wood that used to go across across the back of the across the table area about chair high so that they wouldn't scratch the paint. And they were lovely. They're a lovely addition to a home. But I bet yours doesn't have one. Mine doesn't have one. Thanks, Moby Dick. Well, Thanks a whole heck of a lot. Well, Cody, you're forgetting that mine actually does have them. Um, you would, you, you and uh, Jarrett in particular would know, would know them as the tiny little ledges that, that are covered with pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there, see, there you go. You have one, but others don't. They don't, they don't know. They don't know the joys of having it. They don't know how I am it truly ties the, the room 1%. together. You are <laughs> sitting on your ivory tower with your chair rails covered in pennies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you remember that, right? When I, now I'm really just talking to Cody again. But like, Jared was w once over at my house, and he's he's standing in the hallway, and he's looking. And he's like looking around, like confused. He's looking, and he's looking at the other wall. He's looking at the wall. And then he runs into like the dining room. He starts looking and looking, and then he like runs. He runs in the living room. and starts looking and looking and looking at all, at all the walls, and then turns to me with like the most childlike of faces I've ever seen him have. The most like pure innocence and confusion. <laughs> and like wonder at the world and goes there's pennies on all the little ledges in your house <laughs> <laughs> like like boundless wonder was in his eyes at, at the realization of this which was not like a new occurrence <laughs> the only oh. thing short of it is when i decided to hide well hide is a loose word um army men across my room just to see how long it took people to notice that there was a, a secret war between tans and and greens being waged in my room. So, were these army men ones that you you obtained through legal means, or were these liberated? I, army they men? were liberated army men. Um, I knew I, it. I, fre I freed them from uh, their imprisonment. Uh, forced forced to fight a battle against one another, and you know, for years to come. Well, yeah, but you better, you it, and you and your ledges. <laughs> well, it's it's better than being you know imprisoned within Tupperware, uh, <laughs> up, up up at a school whose whose namesake was supposed to be you know meant for. You know, Furthering education, but was actually uh, a way to get a longer lunch period. Ah, yes, glory days. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you don't feel more educated and furthered as an adult by attending such such a program? Well, I do, but not in the way that I think they necessarily intended it. Um, I'm much more. Um, I feel like I feel like I'm much more uh, acquainted with the, the the legal system in uh, the country from going there. Um, and, and the role of the, the police enforcement. <clears throat> you know, I, I learned that on a very similar token there as well. Yeah. So. Um, I, I feel, I feel I, I learned a lot about how to, um, how to skim every, uh, last cent in order to do things as cheap as possible. And, and, if, and, and it, so I learned a lot about economics and, um, and the proper use of, of capital there. Um, and also how to, uh, extort um, well, indentured servitude, I guess, would be a, a common phrase that could be used. Uh, uh, you know, ex extorted labor for, for, for the for the good of the of uh, the, the the organization. So, uh, the, the importance of Robin Hood style economics. Yes. Well, I feel that I don't know about that. I, I think it, I think indentured servitude is much more closer to the correct. Um, I don't. I I almost need to explain that one a little bit, don't I? Um, yeah, it might not be a bad call. Because it's. So, on a couple occurrences there, um, they realized, for whatever reason or another, that they needed uh, a greenhouse at the school to be refurbished. And, uh, well, who else do you get but the engineering students to, you know... And, and, who else, and who else of these engineering students has effective tools in order to do said uh, remodeling, but, but you're, you're truly humble host here. Um, in, in which, you know, we went through and, and, you know, rebuilt cabinets and things in there. And also, they, they needed some place to perform, you know, their, their, well, I guess their pomp and circumstances. A lot like that, that, that wizard. Which has to be, you know, Masonic, being a wizard, right? We, we almost completely forgot all the Masonic references in The Wizard of Oz. Masonic, Illuminati, like, it, it, it goes on and on. Yeah. Well, they had to stage, and like, well, who else better to do it then? Then, then once again, your, your, your kind and gracious host here. And and in help of his, you know, robot friends. And by that I mean people on the robot team. Which was our band of superheroes that we, we, we used to fight the forces of evil in high school. But that's a story for another day. 
What about you, Cody? What about me? <laughs> That's actually a really valid point you, you raise right there. What about you? Why do we know anything about you in the first place? Who the fuck are you and why the fuck should I care? I have that tab on my pod- on that podcast, on this podcast, that one too, this all- What, the other one that you were trying to talk about last episode we recorded, but the listeners aren't gonna hear for a long time? Sure, that's the one, um- You don't remember, don't worry, I never forget. An editor never forgets. <laughs> not no way, not no how. Uh, well, I'm, do- I'm done trying with that shit, um, but- wh- <laughs> Remembering? <laughs> You know, you know, when you're trying to remember something and it's worse, it's worse than a wor- worm on a hook d- dancing in Vegas. You know how it is. It, no, can, wait, you, you go to Vegas to fish because that's not the place you should go to fish. Um, in fact, if I was to, like, compile a list of, like, the top five destinations not to fish, Vegas would probably be number two on the list. Well, it's cl- it's clear as fog on your face. Like I don't understand what you're not getting about this analogy. It's like if you had an empty room in your house, and then you opened up in opened up a store in it, and nobody want nobody wanted to use the bed because it's the middle of July. I mean, come on now. <laughs> oh, oh God, <clears throat> my co-host is malfunctioning. Um, oh, is the warranty still good on these things? <laughs> Quick, <laughs> quick! What? What's Ab Carolla's phone number? I need to call the Podmaster. But Podfather, that's what he was. So how funny would that be? Like to give really bad analogies at like a really sincere moment in someone's life, though. Like, wouldn't that be funny? Would they take it as advice if you like seemed really sincere and honest about it, or would they look at you like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Well, I may have accidentally gave really bad analogies at, at a sincere point in someone's life. Um, and I may or may not have actually told this story out here before, because it's really funny, um, of how bad I was at it. Um, we'll, we'll just... What, do you... Is it, is it, a, is it a shapely story? It, it is a shapely story. Well, I think you... I think... For those it's a very of you short heard, one, so it's not like I can't redo it. Right, I say, for those of you who have heard it, just buckle up and enjoy it again. Those of you who haven't heard it, take it away, Brewer. Uh, and indeed. Um, cause, just because it's apt for this conversation. Um, at, at one point in time, I was talking to Chad, who was doing so- something that was taking... Was taking... Being being photographed and was having uh, questions about about uh, Chad's body in which I told Chad uh, that she had the shape of a shape that a girl should have and yep there was a pause about that long in which my only response is what does I don't even know what does that mean either in which Chad was saying I I don't know that doesn't help at all thank you Though I maintain it did help, because at least it lightened the mood and everyone, everything was happy again. And, um, so, I think that's what would happen. You would lighten the mood, um, be happy, you'd be, you'd feel, everyone would feel reinvigorated, you'd feel a little, little humiliated. And, um, if you ever need to pick up a lady, just tell her that she's got the shape of a shape that a girl should have. And, and, and remember, if somebody's acting crazy, just tell them that they know nothing of knowing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was very much said, like, you know, because you could tell that I was trying, presumably you could tell that I was trying to come up with something as I was speaking, but it came out as, you have the shape of, of a shape that a girl should have. <laughs> Why didn't you just say, like, no, you are extremely attractive and anybody would be lucky to have you? How hard is that? Because analogies are fun, except for... But be careful, they could put an eye out. <laughs> well, that's why you should have just thrown something, like, even more awkward out, like... <laughs> I'm doing, oh, I, I, I defy you to come up with something more awkward than that. <laughs> 
You're, uh, you're the kind of cloud that any pancake would love. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because <laughs> that would make... I mean, that would insinuate, I think, like, being a hooker then, right? Because then she... Then, wait, then, wait, then wait, 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 wait. Because then Chad whoa, would be selling, stop. like, hotcakes. Just, just throw the brakes on, back up a minute. Now... Yes. One more time and explain this. It, it, I was doing it. It was so because then she'd be selling like hotcakes. It's that easy. Come no, on. just no. Judges, like, can we get a buzzer noise, please? Thank you. No, no. I don't. I. I don't see your problem here at all. Just because you're short-sighted and limited, limited mind can't can't follow such an obvious thing. If you huh. reference a woman as a pancake, you're calling her a hooker. Well, what if, as if you reference a woman as a beef jerky? What is that? Tough. Um, oh, porn oh star? stuck in your food reference girls no, compliment no, logic. No, I just you? answered it. I'm just using your own your own things against you. <laughs> no, I just answered it. And as we'll all see, I am speaking while you're just you know, guffawing over there about the fact that you can't come up with things, that you're not as quick-witted. If you call her beef jerky, she's a porn star. Or I guess a low-rent hooker. Just make sure you don't call her Meatloaf, because then, well, she'd be a fat guy that sings 80s love ballads. <laughs> That's true, too. Or enjoys being devoured by transsexuals. I mean, she might do anything for love, but she won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you did call her Meatloaf, it would imply that you wouldn't get blowjobs. I don't know. Um, maybe. Or, or I guess it would. I, I guess it could imply that um, um, that you could see paradise by the dashboard lights. <laughs> or, um, or, uh, or maybe if you, it would be like a one night stand, and afterwards you'd be out of there like a bat out of hell. Yeah. See, though, I don't think you, I don't think if if, if a girl was like Meatloaf, you would have a one night stand with her. I, I think you'd have to, you know, I, I mean, I, I think you'd be stuck with her forever, and then you'd just be praying for the end of time just to hurry up and arrive, because you know. <laughs> You know, see, I was actually trying to do the beginning of that song, but I couldn't really remember it. Like, I enjoy that song for what it is, but, uh, I'm definitely of the opinion that, like, I'm a hideous fucking chud. I realize that. And I'm slob I'm slobberingly grateful that there's a woman that decided to deal with me. So, I don't think he's in the position, even with the money, I think he should just be slobberingly grateful that there's a woman willing to deal with him. Well, I, I believe it's a mutual feeling in, in the in the song, between the two of them, because it is done as, done as a duet, so, uh... I, you know, that because because he just apparently she was just so like so hot that he's like fuck it, you know, I'll, I'll you know, yeah, I'll marry you just so I can have sex with you because you're just so stupidly hot. Sure, I'm gonna score in all other women just for this. And you know, presumably they were in high school during this age, so, so they probably you know he, he's probably like with her for like three years before this happens. Um, I don't know. Meatloaf doesn't strike me as the wait before marriage kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, I, don't I mean, know I guess if you're if she's are. that stupidly hot and. I mean, I guess so I could just give you an answer in the morning if you it. want. Uh, that's funny. I, I, damn it! Now you know after this show, I'm gonna have to like listen to that that song because I just—it's incredibly long. There's a, it, it filled with a lot of like dialogue that could be used for something in here, and I can't think of all of it. Damn it! Butch and Eddigans referencing '80s '80s love ballads to turn to turn into comedy gold later. That's that's right. The po the podcast your grandparents will love if they approve of the language. Indeed. Which you know I I I've been trying to like workshop that to make it slightly better. That 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 one that we came up with two days ago, a day ago. I don't know. Realistically, neither of them for you listeners. Um, Basically, but, what we're saying is Board Shenanigans always hunting a new slogan. <laughs> Board Shenanigans. Our slogans could be better. <laughs> I actually like that one. I do too. <laughs> um. 
Uh, that one might be on the twit, twit box. Uh, so, anyway, things I've learned about in the world that I feel that our, our listeners need to know, because since we are since we are up on, you know, Satan Watch 2014, and, you know, we've covered the Canadi- the Devils of Canadians, and, you know, not not to be confused with, like, the New Jersey Devils or the Montreal Canadiens hockey teams or anything. Uh, I, guess, but, uh, I guess, realistically, Meatloaf was probably only waiting a year for her. Because it, it's, I, yes, I looked at the side. <laughs> I figured. Because <laughs> it does say that they were barely 17, and they were barely dressed, so... And I mean, I guess in some states, probably at 17 you can get married, I guess, right? I don't think you can in Texas, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, so maybe it wasn't, you know, that much of a wait. Alright, so anyway, so... Back ba- back to the devil being in these details. So, what we what, I, what I've just learned is... And we're not talking, like, one crazy person with one crazy theory. No, we're talking about multiple crazy people with a crazy theory, so, I mean, this is, like, cult-level status here. Apparently, Monster Energy Drink is, like, the the official energy drink of, like, the satanic party. Um, there's this gigantic theory that I just learned about the other day where, it like, the logo is the Hebrew logo for 666, and it's, like, you know, their, lo- their, their fucking uh, slogan is Unleash the Beast, and apparently, like, they're... In their commercials and in a lot of their marketing, it's like, you know, what 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 is interpreted by most is like, oh, trying to be hip and edgy and cool apparently is like occultists like things. So maybe occultists are trying to be hip and edgy and cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not I mean, really sure. On, if you just look at this, I mean, it's it's all right there in front of you. <laughs> now, whatever you do, though, never drink drink a monster energy drink and um, have Miracle Whip at the same time. If you have Miracle Whip on your set. Well, really, really, I mean, it's it's just it's just the stacked deck of pure evil. If you are playing Magic: The Gathering while drinking a Monster Energy drink, eating a sandwich with with Miracle Whip on it, you know, like oh god, like all hell is literally going to break loose upon you. Indeed, I, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, so yeah, apparently for those out there, there there will be a link to this whole big um, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> hoopla. Um. Uh, I, I would say I would say invoking of free speech. I think that's the safe method here. That's the like, they're they're right to be stupid. <laughs> they're 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 big cans of of, of babble. But uh, since apparently since it's marketed at that at that youth demographic, that's that apparently is further evidence because Satan goes after kids. Satan's a pedophile, I guess. Um, so that that that's what? that's part sure? of it. Are you sure? Maybe he just doesn't know what children are. <laughs> oh, they're the really short ones. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Satan's been like he's like I've been doing it wrong for years. Now I understand why all my demons and minions are so like immature and like mouthy. But it, like part of, part of what they uh, part of what they're referencing here is, and the article's yeah, it's relatively interesting. I mean, if you take it with the, it's a take it with a big grain of salt and a whole lot of crazy, but um, it's it's really funny because part of this article or part of the, and there, it's a funny thing is I just typed it in and this is the better article, but there's multiple videos of people like you know, and on this can this symbol me you know it's a symbol of the Illuminati who are obviously in league with the devil and the, you know, he, you know. You know, here's Yuri. Here's the fallen star. You know, calling coming out at you. Like it comes with the can. Anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. And if you um, look at the tablecloth, I mean, obviously there. I mean, there, there isn't one. So that obviously symbolizes that they don't, you know, believe in condoms. 
code. <laughs> and you see, you see these spaces between the letters? There's seven spaces, obviously invoking the seven deadly sins. I, I yeah. mean, it's, it's gotta be, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I mean, what, what is energy, you know? What, what is it? It's, it's, you know, the, 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 let's see if I can do this one. Um, well, it's the free flow of electrons from one source to another, right? And, um, what, what is also a free flow of the electrons to another source? The internet. And we all, all know what the internet's design, its design and purpose is. One, military-industrial complex, you know, being, you know, based off of, off of, you know, mil U.S. military-grade technology. So it obviously also shows that, that it's a symbol, you know, for, for corporatism. But also, it's filled with pornography. So it's, you know, the, and, and, and being marketed towards children, it's trying to get our children to watch porn. Yes, that's, the, <laughs> I'm not stretching any more than they are. Pretty much, it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. There's there's a pretty fantastic video of this lady holding it, holding Monster Energy drinks and explaining its pure evilness, and it's it's worth it. It's it's definitely. Do, do you? I find that the, the the worst crime though in this video is like out of out of all the crime that's in this crime video of, of the sound editing. No, worse than that. Huh. It's fucking shot on an iPhone because you can tell by this horrible horrible resolution like shape it is, and I don't know why. Like okay. Why can't people, like, every other screen in the entire fucking world now, actually, ever, realistically ever, has been a rectangle that, that is wider on the bottom. Fucking, all of you out there that use your, your stupid smart-ass phones, just turn your phone on its fucking side when you video something. Fuck you. That's the mark of the beast. Well, I'm actually grateful that somebody was, like, accosted by this woman and at least took the where had the wherewithal to record it so that we could enjoy it. I don't know if she's... I, I don't know if accosted is the word. I mean, well, I don't know. I guess if I saw this, I'd sit, have to sit and record this. And... Yeah, I know. I couldn't resist it. So, yeah, so was... all of you out there, all of, all of, our, all of our dear, lovely listeners, if uh, you find yourself being, you know, having some crazy propaganda thrown at you, and you you need to, you know, have some perspective on it, or just want to make fun of it with us, please send it to us. We'd love to know about it. Hell, you can be on the show with us and talk about your experience. You know, I also like that she's got, uh, I'm gonna get back to your point here in a minute, though. Um, but I also like that throughout this entire thing, at the bottom of it, it says, says like, you know, hey, buy something down here, and then she's obviously selling stuff off to the side there, something for $10, and then there's, like, some sort of cards or other things that she's trying to sell over there. So it's like, and we'll protect you from this after you buy this. The, the the best thing she raises in this video, and I don't want to spoil it for y'all, because seriously, this is worth the two minutes of your life, is she's going through talking about it, and she has, like, one of the gigantic, you know, big mamma jamma fucking cans of of Monster Energy drink, and at the bottom of it it says BFC, and she's like, do you know what this means? It's like, you're not breaking any ground here. Everybody well, knows. Says, she even says right there, it says so on the can. I mean, no, no shit, BFC? Like, I thought it was like, What's Barfall the biggest, finest Fre can? Yeah, right, like, we're named after <laughs> their three favorite children, you know, Bartholomew, Frederick, and, you know, C Culliver. I mean, come on now. Like, what the hell? It's so... I don't know. Does that mean, like, Magnum Research is also part of their conspiracy as well? And, Apparently. And, well, and, and I mean, so, obviously so, Doom right there. Yeah, that was the next one I was going to go with. Because I guess that is the the, the, the nexus of this reference. I, I, I don't... I guess uh, if you're going to have a crazy, like, world-ending conspiracy that deals with witchcraft and Satan and magic, do a better job with your, like, bullshit propaganda. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I still think Stacy's Devil's Eggs is still the best. Oh, I wonder if that guy's got, like, a, a, a take on this. Yeah. 
you probably should look. I'm going to. Uh, so while while Brewer is researching, other other thing that uh, I was going to bring. The easiest way to actually find this guy would be to find him through our website. Sadly, um, <laughs> so, giving a platform know, also, to everybody. Oh, I was saying, you know, if also, you know, we really took the time and to think about it, we would have done the same treatment of him as we did, of her as we did of him, but, you know. He was three levels crazier than these people. These people are just, like, I, I'm actually disappointed with their, uh, yeah, with, with their just overall presentation. It's funny, but it's, it's a bullet, it's a bullet point on our podcast. It doesn't get a feature. Do better if you, crazy cults out there, if you would like to be featured on our show, do a better job with your insanity. Now, other bullet point while Brewer is researching. Um, this one came came to me for, came to my attention from my wife. So apparently, Bic, like the pins, uh, which as far as I know are not associated with the devil, but I'm sure somebody will find a way for them to be. But anyway, um, they have. Well, they I mean, have it's a whole... li- literally for making the mark of the beast. Oh ho ho! But um, anyway, they have a they have a, a line. I guess they released this year that's Bic pins for her, which is a thing. You know, whatever, whatever's fine, but. Um, the, the fun part about it is not the fact that these exist. It's kind of stupid or whatever. But, uh... On on the web on the web page that talks about it, there's a multitude of customer reviews, which pretty much makes it. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a few, and Brewer will dive in whenever he whenever he's uh, gets second. So one one of the one of the better ones is by Courtney, and it's great fit. I see these come in a sleek design, but as a full figured woman, do these pins come in curvy or in carefree? Uh, another p- particular favorite of mine is I can't find a switch to turn it on. It didn't come with batteries. This is not a for her product. I was expecting not at all. Uh, another another particular favorite of mine is like you know stay tuned next year they'll be releasing the rest the rest of the, the line uh, just for them followed by double ended uh, ballpoint pens just for dys- dyslexics and lastly the invisible the invisible ink just for the blind. Well, I mean, come on, of course, right? Um, uh, uh, an update before I jump in on this. Um, no, he does not seem to, as of yet, have one for um, for, for Monster Energy Drink, but he does have one on um, Psy, uh, the Gangnam Style guy, apparently another one of his videos. I don't know if he has one on Gangnam Style, which I would think is the obvious one. If any, <laughs> if any of them... Are, actually, he's got... Th- <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so apparently, Sai, apparently he has some video which I have not seen called uh, Hangover, and he's done. And this guy's done three videos on this. So apparently, it's definitely filled with um, evil. Though I'm really curious if he has one, like I said, on on Gogum style. Because come on, I, I, I just just come on. I feel is a good way to put it. Um, apparently, something about the Kentucky Derby is biblical prophecy. Um, I don't know if it's like just in general or not. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have, um, oh, um, um, Geico commercials now are apparently uh, a sign of the end times. Well, which one? Is it the one with the pig or the one with the, one well, with the gecko? Uh, it looks like, it, it's the, the stupider ones where, like, for instance, the, the one with, like, the, uh, like, the football player that's excited about getting the meat or whatever, um, and, uh, the one with, the uh, the Tasmanian devil. Uh, um, at least, wanted... at least that's Oh, no, don't worry, I, you know, I kind of forgot about this guy, I really need, do need to watch more of his stuff, because, uh, Danny DeVito is the Antichrist, <laughs> because of course, and yeah, and apparently the real meaning behind RFID chips, which that's gonna be the first one I'm gonna watch. Also, his newest. Oh wow, he posted this uh, today, 20 hours ago. Well, I guess not today, but with, within a day of us recording. He 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 knew he knew we were coming for him, and he, he knew that he we needed you know he needed some traffic to his site. So, <laughs> um, no, he's getting so, more he's getting more views than we are listeners. So he's apparently doing something right. So uh, another other things on on pins for girls. Couple other winners. Um, there's the classic. I was so embarrassed to buy these for my girlfriend. My per- my personal favorite though 
is uh do you do they refuse to ride if you piss them off or do they lose their ink about every 28 to 30 days and then uh the comment to that was no the ink just turns red they also cry during sappy commercials and tear your part house apart looking for chocolate and then they have a complete meltdown because the paper you're using is the wrong color it makes them look fat well, I, I, see, I was wondering, is like, were, were girls just desperate to write their names in the snow as well? <laughs> I guess so. Um, what if that one's on here? Maybe I should leave it. Um, um, I, yeah, I, well, I mean, you know, I think I vaguely remember when they did this, and I'm not exactly sure... Because the best way to describe the packaging for this is, like, the way you see packaging for, like, you know, like tampons, tampons. or any other sort of, like, the, yeah, or, or you know, the, you know, Excedrin for her, or, or or deodorant. It's very much like that. And I, I almost feel offended that I can't use these pens, is the best way to put it. Like, I don't know how girls feel about this, but I hate them. Uh, not girls, uh, pens. Actually, yeah, I hate pens, too. You know, realistically, I don't use pens that much. So, maybe I hate all pens. And this is just, just, like, the first manifestation of it. I, I do, like, fountain pens, but more for the novelty. <laughs> but see, I, I guess, like, I look at it as somebody in the in the marketing department had to sit down and be like, you know, like, we need we need a way to sell more pens. It's like, you know, there has to be, like, the old the old guy, which I'm assuming the marketing department has to just be run by, like, old male chauvinists. Like, well, you know, women, you know, they live through childbirth. They can vote now. I... I, I mean, they can write too. I guess we better sell to that market. Like, you know, I, well, mean, I mean, though, come on. though, I think someone's got this backwards. Though, I mean, the the traditional, you know, uh, role for for women during the times when people talked like this was what were they, Cody? Why they were your secretary? In fact, so I think more realistically, they should have been marketing pins towards men instead. Well, is I mean, is that the underlying thing? Like, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at a pin right now, and it doesn't particularly like evoke manliness and burliness. I mean, but was that the inclination that like all pins initially were like were man pins? Well, well I mean, if you just look at a pin, I mean, what, what does it look like? A phallus? I mean, <laughs> well, okay, let's redesign the pin then. Like, how do we redesign the pin to where where it's less less phallic in nature and more and more uh, multi multi sex so that no one's offended? How would we do this? Well, um, I don't know. Um, though I feel Sigmund Freud would be really excited about this whole conversation. Um, <laughs> that's this week's jokes for fans of psychiatry. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I always, I always kind of thought a pen was just a. Sometimes, sometimes a pen is just a pen. But uh, okay, I'm done with Sigmund Freuding you. That one was just a Freudian slip. I swear. Um, oh, see, I, I thought, I thought it was like a. Not to confuse with the slips that ladies wear, that these pens are for. So back to pens. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just fucking like pastel colored pens. It's not that. I, I don't know. I don't get how they, how they market I mean, shit like this. But you know, the, like I said, the comments are the most funny. That's the best part. Well, okay, yeah. I, I guess let's think about this. Like, if if we did, well, I, I mean, I think if we're thinking about pens for men, I think that's pretty all, all well done. You know, the naked lady pens where you write, you turn them, and, and like the the dress slips off. I mean, so I think we definitely have pens for men already, or like those pens that are like covered in other gadgets, like the pens that have like five different inks and like you know all this other things in them i think it's kind of a manly pen right because it's got gadgets and other bits on it or or like the pens that were those pens that had like like calculators in them for a while or whatever it was um actually i remember hearing tell of a pen that had a spell checker in it that actually really intrigued me a lot i don't know how it worked but it intrigued me um but so so yeah so i guess pens for men have been done um unless unless you feel we should try to make them more manly um they, they write in motor oil instead um um, they, they also have, like, an 11 caliber gun on the backside of them. <laughs> They're diesel powered, they have an engine on them, like, you have to, like, pull the ripcord oh, yeah, to start yeah, yeah. it. yeah, um, Because that'd be fun at the office, wouldn't it? <laughs> Smoke coming out. 
Actually, for what I, I think I remember that was the first way of the, the pin, was a steam-powered pin that oh. eventually became, actually became the, the basis of tattoo guns later on. There's, there's Brewer's history of pins. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I had that in me, but I and, do. And, oh, I want to, ooh, it was somebody weird that invented it, too, um, that you wouldn't expect, like Mark Twain or somebody, no, or something. Uh, well, to the that. internet, I gotta yeah. know now. Um, or it was, or better yet, I think it was based on a, an invention of some that, like the pen version, it was based on somebody. Uh, Edison oh, invented. Edison, Edison yeah, invented it, the uh, electric pen. Yeah, it was Edison. Yeah, that's what I was getting at right there. Yeah. So there you go. And then uh, I, Samuel O'Reilly is the think. one who modified it twenty years later. Yeah, I see. You also have access to Wikipedia. I just really wanted to know. I, I never put that much thought into pens or pen, tattoo pen, guns. Pen, yeah, yeah. Which I guess Edison really making an electric pen really isn't that strange of a thing. But um, it would have been. Just Mark Twain, like I guess. <laughs> well, I guess if it was like Mark Twain invented it, I think it would have like really insightful views on the culture. So, you know. <laughs> like, like it would only write in pippy quotes. You, you could never get like a tattoo of a skull or, 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 or your girlfriend or a mermaid. You, you would only get like self-referential de- uh, uh, quotes. That'd <laughs> be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, but I don't know. It, the, the, it definitely looks like a. Like a manly pen, doesn't it? It, it does. <laughs> the, the Edison electric pen. I mean, I, I mean, maybe maybe you could have put one that like emits the smell of bacon, or hell, just cooks bacon while you're while you're going. Mm. It has like an air freshener in it to like cover up your farts <laughs> as you write. <laughs> because you know, fart writing's a is. A, <laughs> are, do you have fart are you writing you syndrome? You fart when you write. <laughs> is is fart writing like just stinking up your office? Is it is is it just causing a foul odor to to hang and to drag production into the ground? No more. <laughs> now, now with the new like I don't even know smell a pen unscented pen with new scented pens. I, Bic I think is here to save the day. <laughs> well, I mean, Bic does kind of sound like. Dick, so <laughs> maybe that's why they felt the need to make a, a pin for ladies. Well, or it's just so you can say, like, you know, they went and she went to the store and grabbed a handful of bick, <laughs> like, sla- slammed it. That's not sexy. <laughs> oh, god, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, uh, we look into Cody's love life. <laughs> I realize I realized that didn't work. Uh, <laughs> Cody, after you after your bick is slammed, do you get loose like a slinky? <laughs> Well, only if it's thrust upon the paper and and then gyrated around. Huh, of course. Of course. Um, what the hell are we actually talking about? Uh, I think we're about done with female pins. I mean, if... Um, <laughs> uh, pinettes? <laughs> yes. Yes, pinettes. Which sounds like some kind of French bakery yeah, thing or yeah, something. Yeah, I guess really a pinette would be like a small pin, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> Pinnerini? Maybe? The pinnas? Pinunu? Penny Penny Puff Puff? Which, speaking of that, before, because I don't care about coming up with a lady name for pens right now. Um, <laughs> listeners, you give us a lady name for pens. Um, but, yeah, just send us in your, your favorite lady name for pens. Um, <laughs> it's going to be funny if it's like Victoria, Barbara. <laughs> Anywho, um, I want to get to your, 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 your whatever, your p- penny, penny, poof, poof, or whatever <laughs> that you called it. I want to get on this because Cody sent me on Skype when he telling, informing me that he that he was going to deem me with his presence to do an episode. Um, he, he said, okay, ready whenever you are, puff, puff. <laughs> and, and I wanted to question him about that right then, but he neglected to, to actually, you know, to turn his Skype to online so I could, so I could immediately question about it. But that's, that's a great for another day. 
I, I, I kind of want to know what you were trying to insinuate. Like, do I think I can? Do I think I can do an episode? I mean, what, what are you insinuating here with this with this puff puff thing? Am, am, I, am I some sort of train? I just thought it was funny to call you something like semi-ambiguous and confuse you with it. I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it, but... Ah, I understand. I, a lot like everything else you do, uh, when you're talking to me, you don't put in a lot of thought. I kind of realized what I said there. Don't worry. <laughs> unlike me, <laughs> or unlike you, I do put a lot of thought into what I say. Just sometimes it's after I say it. Uh... I was just curious about the puff puff. Like, Aren't we all curious about the puff puff from time to time? Like, like who are you to call me puff puff? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm obviously the magic dragon, and I live by the sea. Ah, what <laughs> do you now? Um, I, I, that's my last puff reference, I guess. Um, uh, I mean, there's puff. puff and stuff, but that's that's oh, about it. I guess that's true. That's, that's my really last. Creepy British, is, is that like that really creepy British children's show? Yeah, I think so. Oh, which speaking of like poorly named children's shows, I know I'm like a month so, late on this, but the uh, you remember that like Zamboomafu show with the lemur? No. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> Not at all. In fact. <laughs> Okay, so listeners out there, do you remember this show? It was some kid like, show. No, no, when, when, when was it? Like, was this like in our like childhood, or was this some sort of new thing? It was. Thing? It was like the tail end of when we would have been watching cartoons. It was on. It was like in that block when Arthur and that like the dog that read books came on. I've just. I'm really just one of those. I remember the name more than anything. I mean, like, I honestly. Oh, Wishbone, that dog that read books. Yes, like Wishbone. In fact, <laughs> that's the basis of all my classic literature is based on Wishbone. Ah. Uh. But, uh, anyway, so... And I won't I, have anybody bad-mouthing the wishbone. <laughs> I watched I it, I liked it. I had, I... The Red Badge of Courage version I had was the Wishbone Presents. So, <laughs> um... Good. Anyway... I'm just choosing stands for no reason at all, apparently. Anyway, so... I, I honestly knew nothing about this show other than it had a ridiculous name and it was a kid's show. Well, apparently, like, I was, I was on Facebook the other day and it was like, you know, the lemur from Zamboomafu died, and I was like, what... It, I was like, okay, I didn't know they had a lemur involved in it. Apparently, it was a show. It was a cart. It was a show about a lemur and like his adventures throughout the day. So I guess if you grew up watching the Zambumafus, the the lemur died. Sorry. Yeah. Zam Zambumafu to me sounds more like like an anime like about uh, cleaning up hockey rinks. See, whatever. Like you say, Zambumafu to me, it sounds like a, a unnavigated section of Africa. Ah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's either those or it's um. Oh, I got nothing else. Um, I, I blew my like best one right there off the beginning. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess it could be like a Canadian rapper, maybe. <laughs> but I'm really just going back to Zamboni again. And, and, and what 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 would the uh, Z Zambumafu as the Canadian rapper? What would some of his hits be? Um. Uh, well. It, um, <laughs> Um, I'd I, I'd like to fuck all your bitches if you're okay with that, because <laughs> they're Canadian and they're polite. Um, Meet you at the Tim Hortons, baby. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> smoothen your rinks. Um. Uh, go Leafs, go. <laughs> it's like she was down on my double double in my ten night. bits. <laughs> it's like we only be fighting if it's hockey night. Um. <laughs> um oh. Maple syrup, maple syrup mafia. <laughs> 
Oh, what what do the Raptors have to do with Toronto? Yes, <laughs> I'm actually curious. What do the Raptors have to do with Toronto? It's the it's the NBA team's names. It's the Toronto Raptors, but like I just that has to be a sticking point for them. It's a sticking point for me. Like, what do the fucking Raptors have to do with Toronto? Like, what what exactly is the connection there? I mean, aren't there a long heralded tradition of of sports teams' names that don't match with that just sound cool? I, I hate mean, like, that. I hate that. I mean, so like, what, much. what do the wombats like, have to do with anything? <laughs> Name me one town where the wombats would make sense. I don't know if there are any particular wombats. I just know that's just the joke one that's like, always used. Um, well, I, I just I don't understand that at all. Like, why why teams? I mean, go, realistically, like, why do the tigers associate with anything other than like maybe I don't know San Diego because they got a zoo? Well, I, I don't I don't know. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna name it, at least name it like something that's like I don't mind it when it's like you know the rage or something where it's like kind of an abstract idea that's cool or I like abstract ideas like like, you know or some of those I don't I really I really don't mind like you know the Minnesota Wild is a hockey team that's pretty good because that's kind of what they're known for in frontier days I mean San Antonio Spurs that shit makes sense I'm totally cool with that but I, I really really don't understand it whenever there's like you know the Utah Jazz because there's a lot of jazz in Utah. I mean, you moved. Well, the, you bought maybe they're the trying team. to get some jazz there. I mean, you bought the team, changed the name. I I, I don't understand it, or I don't know. That's just a dig. Well, well, maybe. I mean, you know, come on, come on, Cody. I mean, the Mormons are known to be a very jazzy bunch. Oh, I, I, no? it's just one of those. I, I I don't get a lot of them. I don't understand why they do a lot of that. I just feel like if you're gonna. If you're what gonna do, do it, the most appropriately named team. Um, I don't know where this is going. Either. Like, I actually, I really like the Rockets uh, for Houston because that's where well, well, NASA's I mean, at. I don't, though, kind of, but I, I think that'd be better for a Florida team. Uh, okay, because that's actually where they're launched from. Like, maybe the Houston Controllers. But still, like, I mean, I, I feel like up. that's at least good because it's so it references it references a lot a lot of what is in that area, which I feel is really important. Or, um, like I said, I like the Spurs quite a bit. I think that's I think that's a good one. Uh. The Phoenix Suns, I don't think's bad. I really don't because that's kind of what fucking Arizona's known for. Is it's like hotter than shit, and it, I mean, I feel like it works pretty well. Um, though, I, I, though I think something like you know, like you know, the Phoenix Devils drawers would be better. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. The, the, I mean, the Phoenix Sulfur Blooms, um, <laughs> the Monster Energy drinks, or something. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, the Phoenix uh, Hydrogen Fusion. Um, I mean, or uh, like uh, I, I know. Like, I don't really like the Grizzlies that much. Like, it worked when they were in Vancouver. Once they moved to Memphis, I don't really think that fits anymore. Um, well, if I was to, like, name you, like, abstract concepts for animals, could you choose a, a city that they would best match with? Sure. Let's let's give it a try. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let, let's, let's start off easy. Let's start off easy. Uh, the Jaguar. Uh... That's, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I didn't, I didn't expect you to be able to do much because I know I would just be choosing abstractly named cities and trying to make up a reason, which you could go that route too instead of trying to take this seriously. Well, I was going to go with like the aloof. So, I, like, yes, the Anaheim aloof. Like, I don't know. <laughs> because they're very don't care because it's hard to pin them down. Yeah, that was kind of where I was going with it. Um, maybe we should just give up on this because I don't know if, we, if either of us could do this at all. It, it takes like oh, a different level no, see, the appropriate thing to do should have been luxury, because then it would have obviously been associated with the cars. That's what I should have done. Uh, yeah. 
get, get polite, get polite. Yeah. Yeah. If you only think about these things ahead of time. Yeah, well, what are you going to... I mean, come on, it's me. What do you expect? But... Yeah. All right, I, mean, like, well... so I, I think it does take, like, a different level of, of, of improv. You know, we're, we're really not, like, the best improvers. We're just better storytellers, I think. And, and what? Us? Not good at improv? Come on, now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know who could do that better, but but I, I do know it could be done better. Uh, well, other things that have kind of happened, so uh, I'm probably going to rant, so if you're going to go get your sandwich, probably sometime in the near future be time to get up and go get your sandwiches. So, that, that means you too, guy driving in your car. Oh, oh I thought you meant me. Uh, any, anybody. So, I, I guess my, my first point is... Uh, <clears throat> Why are we rioting in Ferguson's already? Like, and and what I'm getting at is, since the grand jury has not come to a decision on this, and as of this point, they won't have a decision until Monday, if if they even have it by then, we're still rioting in Ferguson. Like, people are upset. We're demonstrating. There's tension in the air. They're fi they're feeling that whenever. Are, are you it, saying that there's like twelve thousand angry men at twelve angry men right now? Basically, and and uh, cities, multiple places across, multiple places with like a large. A black population are all readying for crazy amount of rioting whenever if the decision doesn't go the way that they think it should go uh, th th all that all that that's you know ready and people are you know already demonstrating and just calm the fuck down let something and some basic concept like let, let it happen at least before you decide to fly off the fucking handle because what if it goes your way and then all you did was tear up a bunch of shit for no good reason i mean there is <laughs> what that if you're tearing up all the shit for no good reason sways it the other direction because you know ri riot rioting to get your point is always is always a uh, an extremely good way to do it yeah yeah I, i've always found it is i mean yeah let's just alienate everybody around you and, and, and put like a bad name on, on your on your entire cause yeah, that's that's what we're like. I we mean, want, that's want. what I learned from Gandhi, right? <laughs> no, I I just uh, I just don't I just don't understand at all. Like this whole like this because it's all we're doing is we're turning this, uh, like one incident into a race issue and it's race riots and everybody's gonna freak the fuck out and then you know Al Sharpton or whoever is gonna go there and then of course our our president isn't gonna do anything about it or Eric Holder's not gonna do anything about it even though they're gonna go and try and stir it up and talk about how they get discriminated against for being a black man and blah 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 I understand like I'm not trying to stir that fucking pot of stink up I'm really not because I realize like as my you know my caveat is I'm a, you know I'm a lower middle class white kid I don't even understand at all so fine whatever but I would just think that with this being such a tense issue that somebody, on some level, even like whether it's the mayor of that town, the governor of that state, or fucking God forbid, like somebody of, in, you know, at the state level in Washington could maybe be like, look, enough. Calm the shit down because you're tearing up all the you're tearing up a lot of people that weren't involved in any ways. Shit, I mean you're ruining businesses. You're like you're only de detrimenting your own local economy. You're not helping a fucking thing. And it, it's really it yeah. really really and, and pisses me. I would go me. as far as to saying that you know that anyone that automatically jumps to to a conclusion that something is based on race is just as racist. If not more so. I just, I just cannot, like, all the details have not hit yet, and then even and, if... Yeah, even, listen, I'm not completely up on this just in general of what details there are, but that's, that's my standpoint. I mean, you know, if you're gonna, like, I heard that they rioted with, you know, before there was a decision, which to me sounds just as racist as anything that could possibly have happened to, to in the first place for the, for this trial to even happen. Well, it's, it was a, like, everything I've read and heard about it is, is basically, it was, it was a, it was a isolated place where this was kind 
kind of a little powder keg that was probably going to happen at some point. But thanks to national media and shit tons of speculation, they've this just exploded. And then, you know, plus the local populace is losing their fucking minds about it. And we've kind of purposely stayed out of it to let all the facts kind of surface so people can actually kind of like make their own decisions or, you know, y'all can look at it. But I mean, like we've been talking about this forever and then they've been covering it for the last week and a half on, you know, riots are coming, riots are coming, get ready for it. Like they're going to burn the world down. And whenever realistically, You're like just down the house, just calm the fuck down. Like I mean, even even if it doesn't go your this way, and you really feel that this is you know a race issue and it's all that shit, is the best method to go and like burn the fucking liquor store or to loot their shit. Does that really is that is that the way that this pro- that this problem is best solved? I think not. And quite frankly, I'm pretty disgusted I- and tired of hearing hearing about it on the level that like all we want to do is break shit. We're like your little all it is is. It's, oh, like the Packers men- won the Super Bowl. Mwah! Like it's it's mob mentality. We're little yeah. kids that want to throw that want to mess up their rooms. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you and you know, which I would say is rioting a successful way to do it. Well, maybe if you're willing to fully commit to you know overthrowing the entire government or at least the local government. I mean, that's the only thing you could possibly do. I mean, because if you're just gonna sit there and and break stuff for the sake of breaking stuff, well, you're gonna be prosecuted under whatever regime is there. So you would have to then, in order to to make your point, take over said regime. I mean, I guess it worked, you know, with throwing tea into a harbor, but. I mean, I guess my point is, if if the point you want to make out of this isn't a racial racial one, but if it's if you really want to go, which I think is the point to be made out of it, is like, wow, the police are awfully militarized now. If that's the point you want to make out of it, is a riot the way to maybe go about showing that? Is that really the best methodology? And just fucking like, what kind of shit are you thinking? Like, oh man, you know, I can't believe that they give the cops this much shit or whatever. The, you know, oh, let's give them an excuse to need it. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you fucking Fucking retarded! Remove, remove your, remove your selfish, short, sighted ideology for a second and think. Because maybe you, if you've raised, if this issue's been raised and it's a thing, and they're actually reflecting upon that police department, and there are multiple other police departments are looking at the issue, and everybody kind of realizes, wow, this has been a thing that's been happening for the last 30, 40 years, and we haven't really noticed it until something like this happens. Maybe are, we need to reevaluate some things. There you go. Are, are you saying that you know, you know, when when when, when you get bulletproof armor, the, the bad guys start carrying, you know, uh, armor-piercing rounds? You know, if, it, if the bad guys start putting on, you know, masks, so will you? Is, is that what you're getting to? Or you I mean, you Batman know, can solve this? I mean, you know, t- take this, take this. I mean, they've got a flare, flare for the, the dramatic, like, like they, like them, like you. <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to do this, and it, I kind of failed. Yeah, I, you know, I only cursory knew the, the quote, so... Um, but I, I th- this this shit just it's it's been going on and been going on and everybody's getting stirred up and stirred up and stirred up and race is such a touchy subject it's such a volatile issue that it's like any excuse just to blow it out of proportion it bl- drives me fucking crazy yeah like yeah like like I said I I think anybody that talks about race for any reason it, it is the racist. <laughs> Because it's not an issue, except for in very you know minor things. You know, like yes, there are certain like diseases and things that that affect one race more than another. But that, but besides that, it's not a thing. You know, so man, I, I say just you know maybe maybe we should all just forget about the you know, our nationality and the color of our skin and where who our fathers do their uh, dirty deeds with. Um, I don't know where that sentence was going. It kind of got away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it happens from time to time. 
I, I um, just... It was a bad analogy, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What are you insinuating? Are you saying, like, like if your father's in crime, you shouldn't worry about it? Or, or are you insinuating that, like, that, like, if you have a gay father, it's okay? <laughs> you listeners decide. Like, are you saying if your father's ACDC, it's okay? <laughs> I am, in fact. <laughs> I know that's a controversial topic, but... Uh, anywho, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. Some people just like to watch the world burn. Apparently apparently, those that have an issue with the cause are the ones that are going to set it on fire, too. Yeah. So, I guess since I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off about socio-political things for a minute... Um, wait, wait, wait. You, for a minute? Like, I, I thought, like, you, you, you know, you, you, wo you woke up, rolled over, and got pissed. Like, I thought that's how it was. Like, you, you get up to your coffee, get a cup of coffee, and you're like, oh, look, I'm pissed. And you're like, oh, taking your morning pee. Hey, look, I'm pissed. I mean, you're driving into work. Hey, I'm pissed about socio-political issues. I, I didn't think this was, like, a, a, an on or off switch for you. It's like, I don't even care if there is a social-political issue of the day. I'm pissed about one that's gonna be here. Okay, so, I know, I, I know <laughs> I'm covering something that is getting covered to fucking death here, but I, I cannot, cannot leave it alone. So, for those of you, for the one of you that hasn't heard now, at least through osmosis, um, three, four days ago, which at this point, which by the time you hear this will probably be six days ago, whatever. I, yeah, I think this is going up on Monday. Okay. So, um, our, uh, that matters at all, the, really. uh, Commander-in-Chief passed, uh, through executive action, passed a, uh, new immigration reform, which... Through executive action means it doesn't have to go through the Senate or the House, um, because the House keeps, the House, since it's Republican controlled, keeps throwing shit back, and since the Senate's about to be Republican controlled, there's no way that it would ever get passed. So, did it as an executive action to bypass both of them. Um, but pretty much what it means is the, the, the effects of it are anyone that's been in this, been in this country for 10 years as an illegal immigrant and is like is the like, can prove that their kids live here are going to be are going to be granted are going to be granted some type of work visa or uh, some type of green card program like so they're just going to bypass anybody else that's in line it's it's going to it's going to affect about 4 million people in this country it's going to it's going to directly affect them almost immediately um, and plus it, plus it's supposed, the idea is it's supposed to facilitate, um, more legal migration, which should lead to more jobs, which should lead to more people to fill those jobs. Um, and this, this is the same, this is the same, uh, reform they've been, they've been fighting at since last March that's been delayed twice thanks to the House refusing to vote on it. The reason this makes me lose my goddamn mind is, one, we're, we've just... Well, we've, uh, by, we, you bypass the other branches of government in order to, in order to pass something, which is beyond reprehensible to me, and for some reason that just, Should like, it? it just seems to, it, it just seems to be one of those things that let it, let, let it go by and we'll, we'll all, we'll all ignore it or whatever, but, I mean, the, the thing that, the thing that blows me away about it is through, like, uh, the president's speech, or, like, Dianne Feinstein's speech, or not Feinstein, Nancy Pelosi's speech, through, like, the, the things that they're saying is, you know, they're not giving any good reason of doing this other than it's within the moral character of America to allow opportunity to people, or it's, you know, or, or um, 
Pelosi's speech was particularly infuriating to me because she she's like, well, everybody's in favor of this. You know, police are in favor of it. You know, uh, religious leaders are in favor of it. I mean, there's there's no one in America. Cats and dogs are, fav- like, there, are in there's favor. Like, there's there's no one that's that's not in favor of doing this. I mean, it, this is this is oh, what should be done. Yeah. And for some reason, we've decided we're going to address this with we we have no logical reason to do this. We're going to ignore any economic repercussions of it. We're going to ignore all that shit and just decide that, you know, by God, we're Red Cross, and we have to help everybody. And it just offends me to no end that we're taking, like, why are we so embarrassed as a country to have a little bit of standards and not let everybody the fuck in? I don't understand it. Like, we have a legal process. And I'm sorry, it, it applies to people that have been in this country for at least 10 years. At least 10 years. So you're telling me you can be in this fucking country for 10 years and not put it in your goddamn schedule to maybe go and try and do something to legally stay here? You're just going to squat in here. And then and then we condone, like, the president decides we're going to condone that because these people have been leeching, leeching off of a system for 10 fucking years or more, not having any any time or anything to go out of their way to follow the, follow the proper actions. Okay, that's fine. Free pass. It's cool. It's, you know, my bad. You shot out a couple kids. You're good. Thanks. Thanks for playing. It's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit on so many levels. It, it literally offends me to, to no end that this is okay. And then people, like, you know, put the caveats of, like, oh, it's the moral responsibility. It's the Christian thing to do. It's the right thing to do. It's not the right fucking thing to do. Stop shoving your morals into politics. They don't belong there. And this is going to have so many bad repercussions, and it's only going to get worse, plus the fact that it's going to tie up the House the House and the Senate for the next fucking forever, try, for them trying, you know, since it's going to be Republican-controlled, and all other kinds of actual issues are going to slip through the cracks, too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's like fucking oligarchy politics. It's these few people controlling, like, completely not paying any attention to what, you know, to what the people actually want. But I guess, how would they know what the people want? Because only 40% of the fucking populace that were, that were eligible to vote voted in the last election. So, whatever, we're just going to bitch about it, and we're just going to walk Watch it all go down the tube. This drives me to fucking madness. Madness. If only this was Sparta. <sighs> I want to kick somebody down a well. <laughs> I'm glad you said that sentence. <laughs> In that tone of voice, that's going to get used. <laughs> <laughs> Why that's so funny to me? It's just it's it's just it's passing laws and it's passing passing issues when we don't when we don't enforce laws that are there now. And I know I realize that I've brought up two ra- two things that could possibly be construed as race related, and so that means that oh god, you're white, you're this big bad racist. Race doesn't figure into it. It's you know the fucking law. And as much as I sound like some, you know, neoconservative pit bull sitting here bitching about, like, you know, le- the legal status of an illegal immigrant, it's kind of fucking, it's kind of fucking self-explanatory in the name. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not worried, I, I'm not worried about it from that. I was like, who's going to pay for it? Our taxes are going to go up. I mean, fuck me, 30% of your paycheck or more goes away anyways. I mean, what what the fuck? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, hmm. I, I mean, I'm pretty much with you. I, I don't, I don't see why we haven't. People haven't. You, know, I, I don't care how you get here as long as you get here through the proper channels, I guess. 
I just, I, which I think has been a big has been a big sticking point for me before. I, I mean, the immigration issue is a messy issue because it involves kids. Maybe we should just buy Mexico. Maybe that would solve the problem. Well, I mean, it's, it's a, like it costs like a, like a pack of gum, right? I understand that it's a messy issue because it involves families and it involves kids, and it's not it's not people that want to kill you or that want to take your country down that you're tr- that you're saying don't can't be here. It, it's it's yes. you know it's it's not that. It's the oh, fact that it's oh, you know the night the nice old lady down the street or whatever but the fact remains that something needs to be done like there needs to literally be some enforcement of it because there hasn't been any real like honest to god legitimate enforcement in a long fucking time and i don't think that it's the worst idea in the world that uh, like that other countries have some pretty stringent rules to stay in their country i don't think the work like some of australia's like some of their ideas is on immigrating to their country are completely wrong or same with england's i don't know that those are the worst ideas in the world more interestingly enough um look at mexico's laws for immigration for instance (laughs) they're not as strict as australia's but definitely stricter than ours i I mean maybe maybe that should be the rule like our our laws or whatever you you guys' laws are I guess you could skirt that, huh? By by just pen. But the thing that the thing that blows me away about this is, is I realize it's a push to get to get some kind of revenue. I understand that. I realize that it's by if you get some kind of documentation on people, then you get then you have a way to tax them, and that that creates revenue. And but it's it's a mute it's a mute gain. Like you're not gonna get any real gain out of this. You're seriously tanking your own people, and it's pretty expensive anyways to actually get a citizenship into this country, whether it's a work visa or whatever, but aren't those the people you'd rather have? I mean, yes, that's great that we are the land of opportunity, and I know a lot of people came here because they were on hard times or their own country was was in bad shape, and yeah, I, I get all that. But I'd also think, I don't think it's that horrible of an idea to have some successful ones that have made their way in another country and decide, hey, you know what, I'd sure like to come here and, you know, see what I can do to improve to improve the economy or how I can, you know, throw my hat into the free market. I just, I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. Mm. Um, well, do you mind filibustering for a few more minutes? Because <laughs> I have to get up and do something, so... I guess what I guess what I'm saying, and I'm, I'm I'm sure that I'm clear, and I'm trying not to preach to the choir here, and I'm trying not to be repetitive. But the, this this immigration thing is beyond is beyond driving me crazy, and I think this is seriously just one step towards another amnesty, like what H.W. Uh, Bush passed in the early in the early 80s or early 90s, rather. But it's it's just extremely important to kind of stay up on this because this is I, I mark my freaking words this is gonna directly affect defect directly affect our economic status because remember this giant ass recession that's like bordering on a depression that we're in this is gonna definitely have some re- repercussions in it and then plus there's all the issues of how do you have background checks on who these people are and there's there's a lot of that stuff too and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to stir up the thing of like some of them could be ISIS terrorists or in Al Qaeda or I'm not trying to stir that shit up because Spell bad. Yeah, I don't know how much of that shit I really believe, but I mean, if it's if you're just gonna kind of let people come in under an assumed name with no other form of identification, I mean, this person could have serious some serious shady past. I mean, so yeah, they could be like the people that write the jokes on Laffy Taffy rappers, right? I mean, and do we need any more of that? I don't think so. I think that's where we need to take a stand as a nation and be like, no more stupid puns. So we don't want you. (laughs) Hey, be careful, man. That's not what I meant. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, ours, we don't fall into that category. Our, our ours are, are witty are and well thought out. Yeah, yeah I, I guess we, um, oh, some episode, I don't fucking remember. The, <laughs> you brought up the point that we did very intelligent puns. I'm going to cut that out. That, I, that'd that be a lot more useful if I actually remembered what the hell I was talking about. Board shenanigans, much more useful if you if we remember the hell what we were talking about. Which I'd also, I guess, well, like to take a moment to point out, um, I asked Cody to filibuster. Um, he literally, legitimately does filibuster. He asked me to filibuster. I, I talk about filibustering. Well, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you do what you can. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. That too. <laughs> I, I guess that is aptly appropriate. Um, it, indeed. Speaking of, uh, filibustering, and, um, and kind of, I know some listeners are out there are, are probably thinking to themselves that they would like the fuck off of our mailing list, or whatever else it is. Well, there are some people out here that also, there, there are some scientists out in the world that also feel the same way. Um, I, I guess for, as, as a quick backstory on, 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 on this, the, the scientific, the process of getting your, your, your scientific paper published, um, a lot of people in order to get recognized have, you know, or to get a doctor or something have to, you know, get a paper published off the beginning. Well, that leads to the more shady side of capitalism, where so-called journals, like scientific journals, will just, you know, well, we'll publish you no matter what! You know, we'll, we'll make you a scientist no matter what it is if you give us a little bit of money. Not at all how, like, someone becomes a priest. Um... Well, these shady ones, what makes them shady is, is it's like, well, we publish your stuff. Yeah, we sure we did that for free or, you know, well, actually they look over it for free and then they, they say like, well, you know, if you send us, you know, the, the, the publishing cost of like $150, then we'll do it. But the caveat is, is they own your entire research then and like the, 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 the rights to publish and do whatever they want with it. But you got published. Well... These, these these kind of magazines and, and journals send off like you know just gobs of like spam to to scientists just you know, or or people that are trying to be, get their doctors and whatnot and some scientists got fed up with it and decided you know what we do want you guys to get, publish our paper um they they so they petitioned to get their paper titled get me the fuck off your fucking or uh, uh, get me off your fucking mailing list so so they sent their paper get me off your fucking mailing list to to these people which it's these two scientists and it cons consists of 10 pages of those seven words get me the f get me off your fucking mailing list there's graphs and charts too yeah there's there's graphs and flow charts and and dot matrixes and other things um not the kind of dot matrix that that stops you from having sex um was it the kind that neo was in <laughs> very similar but a lot lower resolution ah. <laughs> which as, as a quick side note wouldn't wouldn't that be like a skit like the matrix but done in like n in 1983 so it's like you're so it's like matrix but low res oh see i was th i was thinking and that, like laggy oh see i was thinking like we were talking like the matrix like but done like stick figures or something like it's that low res or or like uh <laughs> like caveman paintings Ooh, wouldn't that be neat no. <laughs> no. I was just imagining, like, we're all trapped in a world, but, but like, of a bad video video game from the 80s. Like, we're all st stuck in the, you know, in the doom from Windows 95. I like the idea of cave paintings. <laughs> How does that work? How do you get tr transported into a world of cave paintings? No, like, it's just... Like, it, by sentient computers. No, it's... it's... <laughs> It's it's just like the story. It, if you can write me the plot of Cave Painting Matrix. <laughs> well, as Kronk, as Kronk was walking, he ran into the ran into the the rock, and there, woof, poof, there he is. He's in the he's in the the rock. He's in the painting world. I don't know. There you go. I mean, I guess he could just take a red or blue pill. I guess a red or blue rock hit a red or blue dinosaur. I don't know. 
There are so many holes in your attempt here. Yes, because God knows that The Matrix was a flawless, like, plot holeless movie. But considerably better than that. I didn't. That's why I didn't write it. I am not a Wachowski brother. Like I just threw an idea out there, and then I attempted to defend it poorly. I might add. Okay. Now that we're all on the same page, though, or <laughs> same wall, whatever it is. Um. Anywho, we'll go back to the scientists. Um. So they write this ten-page paper, like with graphs and charts, which give you um, get me <laughs> get me off your fucking mailing list. Uh, it's written in the four. Actually, look if you you know, just glance. I guess if you glance at it and don't speak English, it would look like a scientific paper because it's paragraphs and stuff and and, and and headings and things. But the most interesting thing about this is they send this whole thing off and uh, get accepted because obviously no one is actually checking the papers first. <laughs> And, uh, so, so, you know, obviously some computer, you know, scanned over it and said, Hey, look, this looks like a science paper. And, you know, stamped it on there. And, you know, though it wasn't actually published because apparently they thought $150 to actually get it published or, you know, get it looked at wouldn't, wasn't worth the joke. Though, I don't know about you, Cody. If me and you wrote this paper and they said $150 to get this published, wouldn't you say yes? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. We, we'd be both shilling out 75 It'd get published. I'd, I'd get multiple copies. I'd send one to my mom. I'd freaking... Yeah. I'd, I'd wind up words, having it framed on my wall. Yeah. So, but what this illustrates is, other than, you know, uh, the, the flim-flam that's out there, <laughs> is that you... <laughs> the flim-flam. Yes. Not to be confused with the hullabaloo, written <laughs> no. by those rapscallions. Exactly. Which, that's where I'm getting at, too, is the hullabaloo written by the, the, the rapscallions. Um, you know, just because you see, you know, something that says, you know, on the internet or wherever or, or some, some crazy lady is spouting at you, like, there's this study that links, you know, you know, cancer talk to, to the devil inside of Monster Energy drinks. Um, you know, maybe that study was published by somebody that, you know, just sent it off for $150 to get it published, you know, without the peer review that's supposed to be. And, you know, this journal is the, the International Journal of Advanced Computer Technology, which sounds very prestigious, but, you know, I, I can make up just as prestigious sounding names as well. So, there you go. Um, so I guess that's the moral of the story, just because it's a... Because it's an article doesn't mean it's it's true, but... And a fine point it was, sir. You were completely correct on all things you raised for that. I was here the entire time, listening intently. I I didn't randomly get dropped by Skype. No, no. I was I was here, listening listening astutely. <laughs> Indeed. I, I, I guess, I don't know. What would be the name of the paper that you'd want to get published by uh, Flim Flam art Artists? Actually, a uh, funny story about getting shit published by Flim Flam Artists. The uh, first poem I ever had published was one of those things. It's the, uh, I think it's like the American, anyway, it's like it's American Poetry Society <laughs> or something to that effect. But it was one of those where it was the, like... The, the American House for, of, of Good Poetry. It was, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, oh, like, oh, congratulations, you got published. And I was like, oh, neat. And I was like, we'll send you a copy of the book. And then it was like... Would you like? Well, for a small donation of fifteen ninety nine, you can get the book. And I didn't like. You know, I was too. I was too stupid at the time. Cause I was like fifteen. I was too stupid to realize like that it was a scam. And then I like actually wound up. Re I didn't think anything about it. And then I wound up reading an article about it. Fucking years later, talking about how like what a giant ripoff that place was. Cause you could get the fifth. And the fact that they now own that, so they can do whatever they want with it. Probably. Well, it's it, well that, but it's also like you know they can you know. 
for fifteen ninety nine you could get like because that's all I did was get the bare bones nothing edition. But you, like apparently it just was this giant pyramid of you could you know well for forty nine ninety nine you can get the deluxe version and multiple copies for your friends or for you know a hundred and forty nine ninety nine you can get the you know you know one of those things where they just like you know just rip you off fifteen ways to Sunday. So I have this like really swanky looking book that was like my first my first thing I ever got published illegitimately. Doesn't mean anything to anybody other than yeah. it's there but thankfully I mean you know, thankfully persistence has won out and I haven't published other places so <laughs> for, for for smaller nominal uh, actually usually for free so like, I just don't have to pay which I mean I I guess you know I like the fact that some of these places exist you know if you if you just need to do something for a nice you know humorous joke um I think they're great you know if you're like hey I'm gonna make a little joke to my friends and get this thing done well like I, you know, well, like name name a name a star cocksucker cunt face and like have a star named cocksucker cunt face yeah Even, because that's Completely legitimate, yeah. I mean, even though it's like the same, <laughs> binding. it's the same like fifteen stars that Star- have been named by forty thousand people, yeah. Yeah, or like, let me get that plot of land on the moon, <laughs> you know, just in case. <laughs> I'll keep it so I can put it in my, you know, my account for my relatives to have, and they'll be able to stake claim there. Well, yeah. Or do you think there's morons that buy timeshares on the moon yet? Do you think that's a thing? <laughs> like they're already like subletting out their property that no one has yet. Yeah. You, you... <laughs> that I hope so. I hope so. I hope there are people wasting their money on stuff like that. Well, I mean, I think I'd rather waste my money saying that I had a timeshare on the moon than I ever bought a Justin Bieber album. I mean, I'm just saying. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is you're like, you know, let, let's let's get this little thing and be like, I see, look at this, I have this thing. I'm, <laughs> I, I am certified in scammyology. <laughs> Scabiology, you say? Well, by Joe, how you get scabiology? <laughs> why? Why you too? You too can get get certified in scabiology. It's a very simple, easy process. After five five easy steps, that each consisting of eight bullet points, d- delineated out into six subcategories, you you too could be certified in scabiology. Now, for the first lesson of the f- of, of of the first step of the bullet point of the of the delineation, that's going to only cost you twenty nine ninety five. But after that. If you sign up a friend to, to, in the scammyology course, your subquential, sub, 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 that word, the stuff that happens, other stuff, that's really hard to say in a fast-talking, uh, old-timey voice, um, the price drops. It drops considerably, but I can't tell you now until you've hit the third level. But but by the end of it, you get a nice placard to hang on your wall and say, say to your friends when they come over, I am certified in scammyology. I, as much, I wonder if you really could sell a certificate in scammyology. Well, while, there's, there's while, while, you, while you were scammyology, as much as I wanted to dive in on this with you, I uh, used that time to uh, research moon properties. <laughs> to do a lot of things, probably. Um, well, I was researching moon properties, and just by typing them in, I got no less than seven than seven results of different places you could buy a moon. It's two claimed to be the authorized version of... Uh, <laughs> Of moon of moon acre selling, which is only which um, it looks like for about nineteen ninety nine an acre, you can get property on the moon. Um, but also, I was unaware of this. You can also get uh, property on Mercury for a very similar price. Um, Ve- Venus. I, I mean, I would think it'd be a lot cheaper on Mercury. Uh, Venus is a little bit more. Um, uh, see now that I think is where the real money is. Is realistically in Venus, um, not just because there once was a lady from Venus. Um, but but also because realistically as a candidate for terraforming venus is a significantly better choice than mars you're like what do you mean Co- what what do you because i'm you now <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean cody well let me explain <laughs> <laughs> I, 
you know, if I would have just kept talking, no one would have caught that. <laughs> but I caught my... my <laughs> I'm just so used to, like, chastising you. <laughs> that even when I'm trying to make a point myself, I just have to insult you in the process, I guess. Like, you fuck up at work and you're like, God damn it, Cody. <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> Anywho, um, that glaring problem aside, what I was—I don't even know if my point's valid anymore. But what I was getting at was the fact that Venus actually has an atmosphere. It'd be a lot easier to skim off parts of it and make that ha habitable than it would be to add an atmosphere to Mars. Um, and actually, Venus is a much closer size to Earth than Mars is, so the gravity'd be a lot more similar. Anywho, now that that all, all happened, so apparently there's this uh. There's this guy named Dennis Hope who specializes, he's the owner of Lunar Embassy Corp, who specializes in Good selling name. in selling real estate on all nine planets. Um, the best deal... Whoa, the, what a faux pas, nine planets? The best deal right now is uh, $22.49 to, uh, plus shipping to Mars. I'm curious where that gets <laughs> shipped to, personally. That, that, that raises... That raises a... Uh, that raises a defi definite question. So, uh, hmm. but uh, other available planets. Uh, oh, right now there's a uh, sale. There's a sale going on Jupiter. So, uh, if you if you'd like uh, some Jupiter real estate, now's the time to buy. But apparently, it's a Black Friday sale. Exactly. Where would you uh, have this real estate on a big ball of gas? Now, I think it'd be a lot more, you know, useful to sell, you know, property on moons of Jupiter than it would be to actually sell Jupiter property. Unless you're like, what are you selling, like, like mineral rights? Is that what it is? Like, for like, you know, helium-3, like, refinement later or starship fueling? Well, the way that this guy has apparently... Do I know too much about actual space stuff to actually have to do this funny? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a thing I, because I will be, I will be looking this up in a minute. But, um, <laughs> apparently there is a, there was a, a in 1968, there was a uh, treaty made between between the United Nations, the United States, and the USSR, that no country can outright own any planet, any piece of like planetary. They can none of them can outright own it. But the way that this person is uh, managed to scam, I don't know how many people is uh, that. He's using that to say, well, I can sell it to private citizens, and since there's obviously no way that a lawyer can, they have nothing to reference this on, they can't really sue him for lying, so... Well, I mean, how does he own the property to sell, though? I mean, doesn't he have to get something there to stake claim on it first? You'd think so. Which, speaking of that staking claim, you know, I don't know about you, but by, you know, colonial law, wherever you plant your flag with everything with invisible you know, visible, visible visibility of it, Cody, um, <laughs> in case you were unaware of what that word meant, um, uh, means that, that you own it. And, you know, we've put a couple flags on, um, up the moon, right? Well, not us personally. Well, I have, but not the collective we, but our country has. So I think we own a good chunk of the moon, don't we? And no, I don't think that that probe that, that China sent there counts because it wasn't a person doing it. It was a probe playing, play, planting a flag. I think we own the moon, Cody. So, it is... It's, and, I, I, and, and in fact, I think that Chinese probe was, was illegally immigrating to that, to that to the moon, our own property. Do you think, like, the president's going to give it some sort of, you know, strange uh, a, a pardon? It could be. You never know. I mean, these are the, these are the last kind of aliens we want coming, coming around here. We don't take too kindly to them green-skinned ones around here. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, you know, you know what happened. I, to actually, I take pretty kindly to, to green skin aliens. Um, you know, if I could get me in hands on some Orion slave girl titties, I sure would. 
<laughs> well, what, what if this backfired on you drastically and you have, like, E.T. all hobbing your knob? Now, hold on a minute, though, though. Are you saying, like, you wouldn't want, like, no matter what an alien looked like to suck your dick, for nothing else but the sheer joy of the story to say, like, I had, you know, an amorphous blob suck my dick? <laughs> right? I mean, you take that opportunity, right? Just, if nothing else, to have that story. To be like, look at homeboy over there. You know what he, he did? Martian sucked his dick. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't think... You can't even call it gay to have, like, E.T. sucking your dick, I don't think. Right? Because, I mean, who knows how their species is... Uh uh, 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 genetic makeup is. What could... Dude, you've... Yes, you've, I would let E.T. suck I, my I'm dick. S I'm sending you this, just so you... Oh, you can buy Pluto in its entirety for, uh, $250,000. Because it's not a planet anymore, uh, the price is, was, was slashed in half. Dude, here, I'm sending you this. Like, if not for the show, just for, like, your own, like, enjoyment. Because <laughs> the, the section I'm sending you is the current space law. Of particular note, and this to our listeners as well, um, it's LunarEmbassy.com. If uh, you haven't got enough crazy listening to him talk about uh, Devil devil Monster, um, LunarEmbassy.com, and then go to the space law section and look at some of the Q&As. They're, they're pretty amazing, but my favorite is the uh, one that involves, like, what are the current laws on the moon and Mars? And, like, any moron that's considering buying this stuff and that is worried about the laws on planets by buying a deed that may not be reckoned, like, are, are you are you kidding me? Well, you know, in Mars, you always gotta wear your hat on your on your foot. That's the that's the way it is. I mean, indeed. Um. Well, I mean, seeing as how there is only currently one spaceport on on uh, Mars, uh, the Carl Sagan Memorial Landing Site. Um. I, I guess that's because, of course, you actually have to land at a designated location. I'm sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that being set up by an American probe, I guess it would be kind of the same way as, you know, any other embassy or, or portal into a, to a country, right? It would be, right? So it would be like American soil right there? So you'd have to go by those laws? I don't know. I, I, Carl Sagan gets to choose I, what the laws are? Sure. Because it's his landing pad? <laughs> so I guess his estate does then? <laughs> I just, I just, this, this, I, this, this concept's amazing to me. I don't know. I, <laughs> Indeed. Well, which which planet would you like to to, to stake a claim on, or or, or I guess um, a dwarf planet if we must as well. Well, you can now buy an acre under the Pacific Ocean for twenty dollars as well. I didn't know that. That's that's another opportunity for all you. Uh, well, there, you know, realistically, there actually might be. I mean, maybe not through him, but I mean, presumably, I mean, why couldn't you? You can if you can get there. Uh, because I think it's like still considered in international waters, and I don't think that anybody owns it. Is the way I'm thinking they're getting around that. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you like homestead it, you don't get. <laughs> I I think if someone had the ability to set up, you know, a a, a Bond villain esque under underwater dome system, I, I I think you would you would gain. <laughs> like like whenever whenever Bond is. Assumed... No, I mean I guess on that valid point though, why how could you buy it from somebody else? Well, um, no, that's just that's just a really funny like concept. Like you know, it's this giant underwater sea lab looking monstrosity, and like as as Bond comes down the elevator and like you know the 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 bad guy sitting in his ridiculous chair. He's like, they all laughed at me whenever I bought 40 acres under the sea. They all laughed. But what do they laugh now? <laughs> 
I'm the one with the armed stinger missiles, and you're going to die, Mr. Bond. <laughs> and and like he, so he's like slowly, yeah, Mr. So, so so Bond's like strapped to a table that that's slowly moving closer and closer to a laser beam or whatever. As and, 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 and you know, Bond villain is about to you know march off away from there, right? And at that moment, you you hear a big ruckus outside, right? A big ruckus and fighting sounds, and and you're like and stomping and kids and someone pounds on the door, right? And you just hear. Like, open up! This is the UN. You do not actually have the the ability to purchase this land. The the man that sold it to you was a fraud. <laughs> we are here to repossess all of your stuff. <laughs> and and like freeze James Bond. He's like, but, but, but I'm an evil villain. I I have stinger missiles and a cat. It's like, but but if you see, I have this form here <laughs> that says you. But, but I have this form here that says you, you're not allowed to own this at all. <laughs> like, they all come in and they're hashing it out, and then you hear on the door, and he's like, Oh! <laughs> I, I said he had a cat, Cody. You're, you're very bad at Holy. Stop! The worst Holy artist ever. Stop. Sorry, dog. <laughs> That backfired really bad. <laughs> play one, play one. Calm down. <laughs> Quick, there's been a script rewrite. The Bond villain doesn't have a cat that sits on his lap anymore. And he pets. Well, you know, you're doing- I see you have found my, my army of German shepherds. <laughs> Hear that- <laughs> Oh, see, all I was thinking was they hear another knock on the door, and it's like, you know, like, oh, oh who can this be now? This is the last time. And like, oh, pizza delivery? He's like, oh, oh, yes, I forgot. I've got a lot of people here now. I'm just going to eat this myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so what happens whenever you have a show and you're doing a skit, you get carried away, and you knock on the thing, and you forget the dog's over there, you terrify the dog, and she barks and freaks out, so... Remember all that would-be podcasters out there? <laughs> Is this why the great, you know, you know, radio plays of the golden age of sound, you know, never did it from their basements? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. They, they had the dog in another room. Yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> That's definitely that's definitely a reason. <laughs> that's the only thing that stopped him from me. That's that's why radio got so corporatized and 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 stuff was because Foley just doesn't work in the home. Pretty much. <laughs> Though it would it would have made the the War of the Worlds turn out completely differently, wouldn't it? I think it would. Yeah, it would have drastically changed things there. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the better backfires ever. <laughs> Orson! Orson, your dinner's ready! <laughs> Just a minute! I'm trying to trick the world into thinking there's an alien apocalypse! And we know now that they've been watching us. <laughs> the dog race of, of Mars has been watching us. Well, it was funny, because I knocked, which scared the dog, which made, which made her bark, which scared me, and... Madison and everybody, so <laughs> I just like the idea of young Orson Welles doing doing radio shows from his house. <laughs> or even old Orson Welles, for that matter. Which is even funnier. <laughs> it's like the we look over the orchard and see the majestic peas. It's like Lucy! You're getting some loving tonight, I tell you. <laughs> As his father walks in, you know, drunk from the bar. <laughs> 
Dad, quit it! They don't want. I'm trying to sell frozen peas for fuck's sake. <laughs> I guess that skit really doesn't change that much, does it? If you can show me, if you can show me a, an ad for frozen peas where someone wants to hear about their their father fucking his wife, well, I'll go down on you. <laughs> why do I say in July? What does that have to do with this? Like, like why would you? Be, why would there be frozen fields in July? <laughs> Son, I don't think you understand what you're doing over here. You you wouldn't say in July. Yes, I know. Yeah. And that concludes your 1949 turn. joke, kids. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. Same shenanigan time, same shenanigan channel. Pretty much. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Barbasol. <laughs> Why, you know what I use whenever I have Barbasol handy? I go to dollarshaveclub.com. That's right, kitties. Uh, you, for all, for $9.99, you can get the executive, the cleanest, closest shave you'll ever get, I tell you what. And it's cheaper than those department store razors. I mean, boy, howdy. I, I, I walk in, I, I walk into my house, I got a package sitting right there, it's ready to go, I have all the blades I need, I don't ever have to go try and find somebody to un unlock the invincible fortress at the department store. No more, no sir, E-Bob, I, I, I'm down with dollarshaveclub.com and so should you be. <laughs> Indeed. You know what I really hate? Um, the fact that I couldn't look up Barbasol signs fast enough to do that bit. That, but I also hate going to the post office. <laughs> There's nothing worse than going to the post office. You, Except for when you see Barbasol signs on the way to the, to the store. Well, you know how it is. You're standing there. There's somebody more cantankerous than Orson Welles. Like, they don't want to help you at all. You, you know, you try and get them to look up a zip code. They insult your mother. It's, it's always a giant pain in the ass. Well, thanks to Stamps.com, that's not an issue anymore. Oh, come on. Damn it. Oh, not that, but... That's the last... Well, I almost found some, but but apparently they were, like, pictures, and wherever they hosted their pictures don't exist anymore, so now I can't see the pictures of Barbasol signs. But if they, but if they mailed them to you through Stamps.com, you'd get them easily and reliably. Or if you're mailing things out through Stamps.com, you wouldn't have to worry about the not, them not arriving at their destination. Why, you you get you get a scale and a hand... Low, low prices. Convenient, easy, no more cantankerous Orson Welles-looking women there. Women there. That's right. Stamps.com. Here for the little guy. Well, because it's about that time, isn't it? Oh, by that time, do you mean uh, that was all? That was Sorry? all that was wonderful and/or exciting for the week? And uh, you, I, I guess so. You, I guess that's what I'm getting at. You'd have some some uh, key words to leave the dear listeners with. <laughs> Anywho, um. I would like to leave you with, um, I would like to leave you, <laughs> really just like to leave you, but I will also leave you with these words. Um, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise, paradise city, where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, won't you please take me home? Amen. Cold outside. I need to eat some hot soups to warm me up. Nothing makes me hotter than finding my way over to bspodcast.us. Stroking my fingers across their Facebook page or listening to them via iTunes. Also, Stitcher. Oh, yeah, they have all the right moves and oral pleasure. Being an awkward family oh can be where it's like, ah, oh, you know, oh, Chad, I see that, I see that I your, your career as a ringmaster is doing well. It's like, oh no, I'm I'm actually Chet, and I and I'm the I'm the professional semen mule.